the magic of thinking big. What does that even mean? Well, let's start with the first word, magic. What is magic? Is it a material, tangible thing? Or is it just a form of our imagination? Is our imagination even a real thing? On tonight's episode of Sentimental Value Podcast, we are going to dive deep in the magic of thinking big. Magic is something that requires a huge thought, a huge dream, and a huger action. Walt Disney is quoted as, imagination is simply the things that are yet to come. So if you can think it and you can dream it, you can actually achieve it and make it happen. But everything starts with our thoughts, even before we speak and before we act. It starts up here, but the magic always starts right here. So on tonight's episode, we are going to be covering the book, The Magic of Thinking Big, and what you actually have to do in small steps, consistent steps, and even big steps for you to create the own magic that is in your mind and put it in front of you, in front of your eyes and others. Stay tuned. Hi guys, and welcome back to the third episode of season two of Sentimental Value Podcast. I am your host, Sincerely Sadrina, and on tonight's episode, we are covering The Magic of Thinking Big by Dave Schwartz, PhD. PhD coming soon for yours truly. But I say that to say, even the thought of me having a PhD and becoming Dr. Humphreys starts as a thought, and it requires a level of magic behind it to transcend the thought to an actual manifestation. So on tonight's episode, we're deep diving not only into this book, but more into my personal thought process of what exactly magic is and how your thoughts are indeed a tool that can be your best tool, your best asset, or a destructive weapon. When a lot of people think of magic, as adults, we get very scared, very scared. Think about when you're a child. When you see a child and you just mention the word magic, their eyes light up. It's not a negated thought. It's actually a very positive feeling. You think of boop. I don't know if you guys even remember exactly what that means. However, Everyone knows that comes from Cinderella and the pumpkin becoming the carriage and the animals kind of singing and the birds talking and her dreams, her wildest dreams becoming true, despite the people around her, her atmosphere and even her initial self-sabotaged attitude. If she did not believe in the magic, the magic would not appear. And that's the same thought process that you need to have. You can be your own Cinderella, your own Sadrina, your own you, but you have to put the magic behind it. And in this book, I really, really love it because it gives you the secrets of success to achieve everything that you ever wanted. So that 
personal prosperity, your intellectual property. Um, it says your ideal job, satisfying relationships. But what's most important to me is your view of yourself, your feeling of self. And that comes, as we've discussed in previous episodes, your thought process, right? So the power of now, right? The power of disciplining your thoughts for now, because that's all that we really have. The magic is now. The magic is happening as we speak. And that's why it's so important to speak it out loud, to decree and declare it, because that is when the fairy dust and the and the lights and the cameras and action, that's when it all takes place. That is where and when the magic happens. So you guys know that I love to start off every episode with quotes. So we are going to start with the first quote coming directly from the author. And it says, believe big. Believe big. The size of your success is determined by the size of your belief. Think little goals and expect little achievements. Then that's exactly what you will get. I'm paraphrasing now, but I will run it back for those that want it word by word. <laughs> okay. Believe big. The size of your success is determined by the size of your belief. Think little goals and expect little achievements. So if you want to think big goals, then you're going to have to take bigger actions. Okay. They say you get out of life what you put in. So if you don't put a little razzle dazzle in your life, don't expect, you know, the bells and whistles to appear. You have to believe it. And you have to believe not in a small manner, but I'm talking about have a belief that's so big, that's so big that you are going to have to make room for it. And that starts with moving people, places and things. And even sometimes yourself, your shadow self, your old self, the self that does not believe that you're going to get to where you're supposed to go and get to who you're supposed to be. That is a small minded thought. You need to think big. OK, the next quote is from Damon John. I want to say Damon John is the guy that's from Shark Tank. Yeah, he is from Shark Tank. OK, OK, so. His quote is quoted as it takes the same energy to think small as it does to think big. So why not dream bigger? Why not think bigger? If it takes the same energy, the same effort to have a big thought as it is to have a small thought, why not think big? Why not? What do you have to lose? You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Think about it. The last quote is from my favorite. Now, I know this person, you know this person, <laughs> undisputed, okay? Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela. He has a million good quotes, but this one hit home for the magic of thinking big. There is no passion to be found playing small. In settling for a life that is less than the one you are, capable of living. We're going to run that back one more time. Nelson Mandela is quoted saying there is no passion to be found in playing it small in settling for a life that is less than the one that you are actually capable of living passion, 
passion, passion, passion. What gets you up in the morning? What keeps you going throughout the day? What is keeping you up at night? What's in your heart? What's in your head? What's that thought that's literally burning your brain? What is that thing that's sitting on your chest and weighing down so heavy on you in a way that the only way to lift the burden is to break the yoke? Okay, you have to realize that without passion, we're not getting anywhere. I think we have that in a previous episode, like passion, purpose, profit. It goes in that lineage. If you do not start with your passion and what you enjoy, what you like, then it won't lead you to what exactly you're supposed to be doing your purpose. Because all the time, most of the time, people can't just go right into their purpose. You wouldn't even want to sign up for that. Take it from yours truly. Because your purpose can be scary. Your purpose is something that is bigger than you. See, your passion is what you like. Your purpose is what other people will love you for, what they know you for. And then the profit is just, you know, that's going to come regardless. We'll have a whole episode on money because a, um, a friend slash follower recently suggested that I cover the topic of money and how to make money and how I've manifested this particular lifestyle. And the reason why I have not touched the subject of money yet is because I have to tap into your mindset. See, I have to get your mind right for that next level that you think is a monetary value, but it's really an innate internal feeling. It's a vibration. Money is not real, people. Money is not real. But you know what is real? Your thoughts. <laughs> so if your thoughts are real, are they good? <laughs> are they positive? Are they true? Are they a benefit to you or are they a detriment? Are they truly your individual thoughts or are they a communal collective? Are they thoughts that are going to propel you forward or are they thoughts that are holding you back and holding you down? So I love that quote by Nelson Mandela because, again, the passion is going big, right? Go big or go home. Go big or go home. No one wants to go home unless you have a beautiful home. You know, when I always see people that live in big, big houses and beautiful mansions, you know, the first thing that I think about, what was the big goal that they had that got them into this house? What is the big C? A lot of people focus on how much money does this person make to get in this house? No, I want to know how big your thoughts were, how big your passion was, how big your determination and your discipline was, how big your head and your heart was to even take a chance. A lot of people fear thinking big because they are surrounded by small minded people. They have been taught to be small minded Nothing good. I know people like to believe good things come in small packages. <laughs> Not always. Not always. And that's okay. That's okay. Have a grandiose mindset. Literally, you need to have such a grand scheme in your head for your life that it does make people feel uncomfortable. <laughs> It does. And the beauty about mastering your mind for thinking big is once you get over that hump of insecurity, once you get over that inferior mindset and you start becoming comfortable with your big thoughts and your big goals and your big dreams, you're not going to care how someone else feels. 
Actually, we all know that you succeed where you are uncomfortable. So sometimes it takes an individual person to push the button, right? To move the needle and make people feel uncomfortable where, okay, you say you want a six figure job, but I want seven, eight figures. I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a billionaire. Like 10, 20 years ago, it was only a couple of billionaires. Now we have more than a couple. Being a millionaire isn't even a hard task anymore. Again, think bigger people. Um, Going into the next part of it, I wanted to do, you know, when we cover the book, I love giving honorable mentions. Um, another honorable mention is we're going to start a book club SVP. So um, going to the whole thinking big, I recently came back from New York. I went to go visit the East Coast and I had a billboard in Times Square. It still feels surreal, like thinking it and seeing it in real time. I was like, oh, I was bawling inside of um, Times Square. But I literally had my face on a two sided like like literally this book. This is this is one side of the billboard. And then I had the other one. I had the other one. And it was for my podcast to market and promote my podcast. And it was so crazy because I was, I, it ran in the morning and I missed it. And someone sent me a video. So then I went back at night to catch it. And I was co-currently doing a photo shoot with a photographer. And literally as I'm trying to catch it, he's trying to catch me. It was almost like a vibration and a wave that crossed with people that were out there just, you know, for fun, coming and going. Or it was a person that was waiting on their billboard as well. And it was a particular vibration that went through the crowd where people really started clapping. <laughs> like, like people started clapping. And um, it was so funny because at the beginning, it was just a thought. It was just a thought. A thought of... I want to be on a billboard. Okay, a thought of I want to be on a billboard in another city that's not my hometown. The people here know me, whether they like me or love me, neither here nor there, but they know me. Let's place my face. Let's place my passion. Let's place the podcast, the product, the service. Like this is a service. Someone asked me that downtown. They were like, oh, you because they caught the latter end of the billboard because it was electronic billboards I think it was like for 30 seconds and they were like oh you know what product do you sell I'm the product I'm the product and really <laughs> digging deeper into spirituality if you want to scratch the surface on a social level on a human level I'm the product people buy me right people don't buy you know the actual thing people buy people they buy the person they buy the personality but if we want to dig deeper intellectually and spiritually, I'm providing a service. The service is my servitude, helping people. But to think like even the podcast, even my passion of publicly speaking and helping people and digesting pieces of literature and connecting it back to life was just a thought, a big thought, a big thought that maybe other people didn't think that I could achieve and I can't even fault other people because other people starts with this person. 
We teach people how to treat us. So if we have a self-limiting belief system, if people always hear us saying, I can't, I can't, I can't, I won't, I won't, I won't, then you expect an I will and you should and you could from someone that has never even seen you give it to yourself. So when I think about the thoughts that I used to have and to watch them come into fruition, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful because it's the magic of it all. I'm a little black girl from the south side of Chicago. It's the magic of it all. Guess who else was a black girl on the south side of Chicago? Michelle Obama. Guess who else was a black girl in um, a city with a small dream? Beyonce. Guess who was also a black girl in the country, in the country in them old school days with a big dream? Oprah Winfrey. Anything is possible. And a lot of people put a lot on the name. But see, you have to call out your name. You have to think big on your name. You need to sprinkle that magic on your name, on your name. And why not put magic on your name? Everybody else can put dirt on it and dust on it and either drug you through the mud of who you used to be thinking that you can't change See, that's also the magic of thinking big. Anything is capable of changing. See, to think that something can't change and evolve is a very small minded thought. To think big says evolution, growth for something to have the magnitude to actually like stretch and maximize. That is a magic. When people put dust on your name and they hang you up to dry and they put you on the shelf and they, oh, what well, she used to or he he could have. No, you will. You shall, you are, <laughs> you are, you are and you will. So again, to think that I was on a billboard in Times Square, maybe Colton can put in like a little thing right here, do a little edit, do a little razzle dazzle, right? Do a little um, magic and editing and actually show it because believe me, it stunned me. Oh, he said, yes, thumbs up, thumbs up. <laughs> but it stunned me, it stunned me. And uh, you know what, to... Be surprised and to be shocked is good. That's a magic as well. When you really see someone do a little, you know, what they call it, that voodoo hoodoo, that, 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 that magic, like people don't even understand you're doing magic every day. What do you think words and vocabulary and spelling is? You get what you say. You get what you say. And before we say a lot, we think a lot. And that's why you have to filter your thoughts. So when you have a thought that you know is less than, throw it out. And you have to throw it out. See, you have to throw out them small-minded thoughts in miniature size because they add up to a big old mess. To a big old And you don't have time for that. You don't have to know who has time for that. I don't. Even though we know time isn't real. But we'll get into that um, in a future episode as well. But going back to the book, you guys know that I mentioned a few chapters in the book, but you have to read it yourself. So back to my main point, we're going to start a book club. SVP family, we are going to start a book club. And I've been thinking about it for a little while. I know when 48 Laws of Power went viral and then it kind of spread out to other books that we cover. A lot of people on social media kept asking me, like, what, you know, where's the book? Where do I find the book? And it's like, okay, Amazon influencer, you know, account program. I'm going to make a little diamond dollar, not just off of my fans, but making it all make sense to pour into the budget for me to write my book. 
book because it's coming soon. Okay. Um, but honorable mentions for some chapters are as follows. Okay. And again, I will create the link for you guys to get the links for the book. I think it's very important that you read. It is very important that you read. Okay. They always say, if you want to hide something from someone, you put it in a book. Unfortunately, that is so true. And right now with technology, you can literally listen to a book audio wise. A lot of people break down books visually with illustrations online. There is no reason why you cannot get this information. So honorable mentions of chapters are as follows. First things first, and these are out of order. Okay, so to keep you on your toes, overcoming the problem of age overcoming the power of age I'm too old I'm too old to you know how many times I hear that especially in professional atmospheres see that's what a job okay for lack of better words or even I'm gonna even throw it out there your career your career that you've dedicated and devoted to someone else's dream Someone else dared to dream big and it gave you a job. Someone else dared to make their grandiose thought into a magical materialization and a manifestation. And guess what? You're able to retire from it. And it's nothing wrong with that. But if they can do it, so can you. You're never too old. I tell people this all this. You're never too old. Never too old. As long as you still have breath in your body. God is not done with you. As long as you are able to open your eyes in the morning, still have a piece of sound mind, able to fluently speak, you are not over. It is not done. When people say, oh, I'm too young. Oh, I'm too young to do this again. What is age? What is age? It's just a number. It's not a hard number. It's not a hard number. Life is hard. And that is what hardens us. But we are in this world. We are not of this world. We are spiritual people. So what is age to spiritual people? The spirit never dies. And neither should your thoughts, neither should your dreams, neither should your goals. You have to, you have to, you have to take that limitation off of it. You have to. Um, I can't remember the lady's name, but a few years ago, it was a lady. I think she was in her 60s. She won a Grammy. She won a Grammy is you have children, children inventing stuff and becoming millionaires and graduating college at like 12. You're never too young and you're never too old. So stop letting people tell you that. OK, um, the next one, develop the big thinkers vocabulary. I'm a big talker. I love to talk, but I also study words because words are powerful. They're magical. Your vocabulary is a clear indicator of where your mind is. It is. And let's also get comfortable being uncomfortable with people correcting us out of care with our vocabulary. So we're going to play a little game. Is it conversate or is it converse? <laughs> Is it conversate or is it converse? It's converse. Now, I understand, you know, urban slang and just comfortability and things like that. But I was raised, there's no, there's no such thing as finna. 
<laughs> There's no such You're about to You are going to But finna is not a word I even have to correct myself sometimes Because you know I was raised You know in Chicagoland area So sometimes I be Saying whatever you know First comes to my mouth But I have to correct myself out of care I have to catch myself Because that vocabulary sometimes Keeps us out of places We don't talk the talk and it's not about being fake or being funny, but sometimes to get to the people who also are of magic and that can help you with your idea and with your product and with your service and with your dream, you have to be able to speak their language so they can set you up for success for you to be able to confidently speak your language to other people that kind of miss the message sometimes based on the messenger, if that makes sense. Next um, point, add value to things, people, and yourself. We live in a world right now, people lack value. People lack value. They lack value. And a lot of people think value is quantitative and it's so qualitative. It's so qualitative. What is the value in you? I know millionaires that have no value. I know people that have pennies and that are highly valuable people, not just to me, but to others, to their community, to their to the to the world. What value do you have to other people? Think about it like this. Everyone gets a family. Right. Whether it's a family that you're blessed to be born into or cursed, depending on what family you come from or that you're blessed or cursed to be given to um, or, you know, the family that finds you or that you find. What value do you bring to your family? Just because you're a parent doesn't mean you're a value. Just because you're a sibling doesn't mean you bring value to your siblings. Just because you are a partner and a mate, are you a value? I see a lot of people going back to quantity versus quality. A lot of people are in relationships of 10 and 20 years. It has no value. And that's why I love that saying that says you can be with someone for years and they have less to offer you or want less of you and don't even expect more from you or from the situation than someone that you've met for months. And that's why you have to focus on on the value let's go beyond intimate personal relationships let's go professional what value do you give and provide on your job especially those that are in positions of power to be a superior right boss to have people under you is to realize no one is above anyone we're all equal and once you master that mindset in people you will provide more value in yourself. See, you can always tell the people who have value or don't have value in themselves by the value that they place or see in other people. So when I meet people and people say, oh my God, you're just so nice and you're just so great because you're so nice and because you're so great. See, it's an exchange of energy. And once we understand that and the magic within that, we're able to master a lot that goes on in the actual world adding value to yourself when you think big like let me tell you something 
when you meet someone and they tell you what they're doing, that's not good enough. The number one thing that I, and I don't care where I meet someone, I always ask people, what is your dream? <laughs> What's your dream? I want to know. I, do you know? Do you remember? Because a lot of the times we are surrounded by things and people that are dream killers. That quote, you ever want to kill a big dream? You tell it to a small minded person. I know you hate to hear it, but you are probably around someone that is very small minded and they are the dream killer. And you are playing the accomplice in the homicide of your hopes, dreams and goals. I, I lie to you not. You are literally you are getting charged and sentenced as well because you are playing a part in that disaster, in that murder of something that could be magical. You're murdering your magic. I am fighting with this microphone today, but you you are murdering your magic. And then what's even crazier is I could understand someone demolishing something that they don't really know or understand, but you know better. So why don't you do better? Because you don't see value in yourself. So that's how you're able to get around People that can tell you, oh, no, why would you want to do that? Or you can get around a job that says, oh, no, that's not possible. You know, just just settle for this. They always say they will pay you what will they will pay you. Like if you have a million dollar dream and you settle for a six figure salary, shame on you. And when I say settle, I mean to settle, to set, to place, to set up shop. I'm not saying passing through because sometimes you need those jobs to get you to creating jobs for other people. See, the beauty about life and how it's all connected, see the magic in connectivity, right, is when you are on a job, you're there to learn something. And whether you take it beyond the place that you learned it, that's up to you. That's the student versus the teacher. The teacher is in the classroom. The student has the power to go outside the classroom. And it is the student's responsibility to take that power that was placed from the teacher. Because see, the teacher acquired all of that outside of the classroom, whether that was in another classroom or the best classroom in life, life itself. Life is its own crash course. So what magic are you bringing to your life? What value are you bringing to your life? Next point is prevent small people from holding you back. <laughs> it's all connected. <laughs> prevent small people from holding you back. When you have an idea that you know is going to take more than a $10,000, $20,000 SB loan, SBA loan, why would you settle for that? Especially listening to other people who didn't even have a real dream. They just wanted $10,000, $20,000 to spend and you need about 200000 to pour into a $2 billion project. When you know that you have a very grand idea and you don't strategically look for investors, and I'm not talking about setting up Zoom meetings and going and shaking hands and kissing babies and, and trying to get what is known as a normal investor. I'm saying that everything in life is an investment. A lot of people make poor investments. So what, what's the saying? Play silly games, get silly prizes. A lot of people only put, I don't know if you guys are gamblers, shout out to my people that go to the casino and go, you know, play the tables and the slots. But if you don't max out, 
you don't win big. So if you put a few pennies on it, you're going to get a few dollars. If you put some commas on it, you're going to see decimal after decimal after that. Like you, you get more when you give more. You have to be able to realize and I know this is going to hurt some people's feelings, but the beauty about when you get your heart broken, it fixes your vision. See, sometimes our heart and our head, they're playing a little battle. And sometimes when they get on one accord, it's a magical thing. It's a great thing. It's a beautiful thing. But before we get to the beautiful thing, sometimes we have to get through very nasty, ugly conditions. Very nasty, ugly conditions. So when you prevent small people from holding you back, that sounds like, okay, I tell someone that knows that I'm always tardy places, right? And I say, you know what? I'm, I'm going to be on time today. And they, no, you're not. No, you're not. Because you always late. Because you always late. Instead of saying, right, even if they kind of feel like, oh, I don't know, you know, they should be encouraging. See, this is someone that's invested in you. When you're always late, and you tell someone, you know, what, I'm going to really try to make it on time and they come back with you. I hope you do. I, I'm going to you, you know what? What what can I do to ensure that you make it on time? Do you need me to send you a gentle reminder? Do you need me to start maybe um fluxing the time schedule and saying for you to arrive at seven so you can actually arrive on time at eight? What can I do to help you? See, a lot of people don't want to help you because they can't help themselves. A lot of people are not going to give you magic when they have not figured out how to create their own. See, but a magical person like fairy dust, if I pour glitter all over this room, it's going to be everywhere. Even when I clean it up, I can guarantee you, you will find it somewhere. You're going to find a little glitter somewhere. And the beauty about that is the reason why you have to let it pour down and you have to like spread it out and be very generous with it is because the days that you really need it and you can't find it, it will find you. It will find you. And you need those glimpses of magic and people will rob you. People will rob you. And again, you play accomplice. You allow them to rob you. You allow them to tell you what you can't do. You allow small minded people to say, oh, no, that's not going to happen because you're too old. Oh, that's not going to happen because you're too young. Oh, the place that you live, the area that you're from, the lack of education that you don't have. Your parents didn't leave you anything. You don't really have anything. That's because they can see it. They know that you're going to get it. They know it. They're hoping that you don't know that you're going to get it. And then you prove them right but really you prove yourself wrong because deep deep down inside the beauty about the magic of thinking big is once you have that first big thought it doesn't go away it doesn't go away all you do is put that small-minded stuff on top of it and you bury it you bury it but the beauty of something being buried if you change the conditions okay if you change the conditions it can sprout and it can grow Okay, and it's going to be a lot harder as it grows bigger and better. It's going to be harder for people to tear it down. The beauty of when things get real big, small people, they get gone on their own. They, they go away on their own because, see, they don't know where they fit in or they start feeling like, oh, my God, this becomes a little bit too much for me because it challenges, it challenges them to think big as well. See, you got to go big on big. You, you have to go big on big. You have to match the energy. You have to come with the same level of intensity. So most millionaires have other millionaire friends. 
Most people who are very peace and sound in their thoughts, in their discipline, they are surrounded by people that are that way too. People that are highly intelligent and talented are typically surrounded by people who are highly intelligent and talented as well. So I challenge you, are you thinking big or are you the small minded person? Are you really going after what it is in life that you are old? Because see, people don't even understand this is spiritual, you guys. You, you have to take off this vessel and looking at things from the human aspect. You have to look at things when it don't when it don't make sense. When you start seeing people have goals and dreams that don't make sense and then you start seeing that they actually come to fruition and you're like, how did that happen? How did that happen? Belief. How did that happen? Faith. How did that happen? The power of now and the power of your thoughts. How did that happen? Determination, discipline, the same way it can happen for me. It can happen for you the same way it happens for her. It can happen for him. But see, you have to believe it. So again, do you have the big grandiose thought or are you the small minded, simple person that is killing not only your dreams, but other people? Again, this is spiritual. The earth the universe, the world, it will unfold for you. Everything that you're meant to be is planted. See, that's why you have to stay grounded and humble. You have to stay down, stay low, stay connected because that's where you never forget and you never fail. And even when you fail, because see, to dream big, you have to fail big. To, to keep winning, you have to keep failing. But see, when people truly make it and they have that magic, Michael Jordan has a magic. So people don't talk about all of the shots that he missed. They talk about the ones that he made. Kobe Bryant, magical. People don't talk about the shots that he missed and the points that he didn't make. They talk about the ones that he did. That's what you have to realize that it is already yours. So the magic of thinking big is to understand that you are magic within itself. You, you, you are, you are the magic. You are the bippity boppity boop. You are like you're Cinderella. You're the fairy godmother. You're the pumpkin. You're the slipper. You're the slipper, but you can't see it because you think that you're the evil stepsister, the evil mom. You, you think you're all of these other things. And guess what? Even when you are that, you have the right and the privilege to change. That's also the magic of thinking big. Understand that it's not over. It's not over. It's never over. It's never like we are forever ending and beginning. It is never over ever. It's just starting again. That's it. It's just starting again. We're just renewing something. We're rejuvenating something. And that's the beauty of restoration. The money that we adore so much, simply a tree, <laughs> simply a tree. Simply a tree. But until you value the tree, until you humble yourself and become one with nature and hug that tree and respect that tree and understand that the tree needs your oxygen and you need that carbon dioxide, you'll never touch that paper. You will never get that money because the universe will remember how you didn't honor the money's original state. Think about it.
All right, guys. So we've already paid our sponsors. Let's really deep dive into some things. Let's start here. For those that are very meticulous, because you know you guys point out any and everything. This is a mirror next to me, okay? We love the good magic of a mirror, right? People need to start seeing themselves. Sincerely. Start truly seeing yourself. Look at yourself. Like, while we're talking about the magic of thoughts and actions, let's start here. A lot of people are scared of their own reflection. Literally and figuratively, a lot of people are so afraid of their reflection. Why? Because you don't like what you see. But what you see is a sum of what you thought and what you did. And the beauty about life, it is forever changing. So change it. Change it. And I know people are so stuck on the vanity of it all, right? The vanity of, oh, when I look in the mirror and I don't like what I see, then I'm going to go to the surgeon and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. No, you are your surgeon. Do the internal work. Go surgical. Go in depth and change it. Okay. So we're going to go back to the book. Okay. For those that are watching this on YouTube, click the subscribe button right now. Okay. And also in the comments, please leave the number for how many times I have bumped this mic. Okay. <laughs> Help my engagement because I know you guys are noticing. Um, for those that listen audio wise, shout out to all of my Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, and iHeartRadio listeners. I love you. If you listen to me in the morning, I love that. If you listen to me at night, I really love that. Seep into that subconscious. Um, If you listen to me on your way home from work, from school, midday, that's also really good for you to reset. Um, But if you've never watched the visual, I encourage you to come and watch me fight with this mic. <laughs> We're going to have to figure something out considering it's really giving fight night we might have to like hang a mic from the top <clears throat> Colton oh, <laughs> or Tom um let's let's get a little mic that can come down I think that'll be pretty cool or maybe we can start micing me up on my shirt maybe I don't know but back to the book again the magic of thinking big I am mentioning Mentioning some honorable chapters, again, not in any specific order. However, you need to go and read the book on your own. So let's go here. Get activated. Get activated and get enthusiastic. See, the magic of thinking big is you need to be excited. When you have a thought, an initial thought, a profound thought, a different thought, a challenging thought, you need to get excited. A lot of people, you lack in excitement and it shows like it shows and it shows it shows so many different ways in so many different places. You ever see people, they're just dragging, dragging top of the morning. See, the top of the morning and how you are is going to tell me what you did the night before. It's going to tell me what you did the night before, because if you didn't get proper rest, if your body wasn't laid at a good angle, if you have a crook in your neck and a chip on your shoulder, someone like me saying, good morning, grand rising, <laughs> is going to irritate you. But you know who's really irritated? The creator. Because he gave you another day. 
Your second chance lies in tomorrow. When you wake up that next day, you have another day to get it right, to get better, to do more, to get more. So why not be excited about that? Why not be enthusiastic about that? Think big, even when you lose or receive a setback. Oh, I love that one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Please know that the setback is the setup for the comeback. Always. The analogy that I love to use is when life is about to spring you forward, it has to pull you back. It has to. It ha like, like literally, in order for you to propel forward, you have to have a snatchback. You have to have a pullback. And when you pull back, you lose some things, but just don't lose yourself. You may feel like you're losing your mind, but you're not. You're growing your mind. You're challenging your mind. You're changing your mindset. And I get it. That can become scary. It's scary. But again, sometimes that fear, which we know is not even real, sometimes that fear needs to be used as fuel. So what you're scared? Do it scared. So what that you, you're a little nervous? Why? Why? And, 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 and let's not even attack the why. Let's just get into the what. You just need to do it. You just need to do it. You need to get like Nike and you need to do it. And you need to do it for you first and foremost. And then you need to do it for the ones that you love. See, a lot of people don't know how to think big because they're only thinking about themselves. So when you only do it for you, it's not going to require a lot. When you get to doing it for your loved ones, the ones that are here on this physical earth and even the ones that are not here, give them something to look at. They already know what you're supposed to be doing. So why not honor that? Why not honor that? Why not honor those that are around you right now that believe in you sometimes more than they believe in themselves? Let's let's give a huge shout out to those that give up on themselves, unfortunately, but still don't give up on others. They have more of a sense of expectation for you than they do for themselves. How selfless is that? If that doesn't inspire you to go hard and not because they want you to do it, but you need to show them that they need to do it as well. It's all connected. You need to remember that and not only remember it, but you really need to like understand that those failures, those heartbreaks. Oh my God. When people say they want something, that's why they always say, be careful what you pray for and what you ask for, because it will come to you. When people say, oh, I want my dream to come through. Guess what has to shake out all of the miscellaneous stuff. And because we as humans like to think we know it all, <laughs> we know it all and we don't know anything. And the beauty of not knowing anything, it leaves opportunity for everything, for everything. If we knew it all, we wouldn't even do much. See, we do a lot because we don't know what's yet to come and we don't want to leave the pocket of life open. So we take a stab at it and we take a try. And who cares if it works? Who care if we lose a few times? That's what makes the win even better to be corny, like to be so corny. Shout out to my visual watchers like an L and an L is a win. It's a win. It's a win. And guess what? To lose one time and to give up, you can never get to the win unless you put another one on top of it. 
you ever seen the illustrations that show like various things like kind of connected and it asks you like how many so if i have an l and 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 then i start piecing them together putting them together then i have a win here i have a win here i have a win it, it starts to get very complex but that's what life is anyways so why not be creative with the complexity see to think big is to truly be a creative the book even mentions that intelligence versus creativity. I know a lot of smart people, but the dumbest decision that they ever make is not challenging their intelligence. See, creativity will challenge you. Creativity will say, well, yeah, it could be like this, but could it also be like this? Should it be like this? Would it be like this? Can it be like that? It can and it will, but you have to tap into your creativity. They always say the person that wins is not the smartest person. It's not the smartest person. Even what we think is smart in the human realm is so spiritually dumb. And a lot of things that are highly intellectual in the spiritual look so dumb in the physical. Everything's backwards, right? In life, that's what it's all about. Um, let's also go here. Again, we're just going out of order. Um, put the be human approach to work for you. A lot of us don't know how to be human. We want to be everything else but human. We want to be an animal. We want to be an object. We want to be AI. Like we, we don't want to be who we, you're a human. You have thoughts, you have feelings, you have emotions. You have a mouth and a tongue that allows you to communicate you can write, you can compose, you can create. Why not take like a, a stake in that? Like why not really put a real like pen in that and go full throttle? You are human. Let's be human. When we say, hi, how are you? We don't care. We don't care. And it shows by even how we ask. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. Hi, how are you? You're walking off or turning your back quicker than someone can respond. Someone asks you and greets you and says, hi, how are you? Oh, I'm okay. You're not okay. You're not okay. And I know you're not okay. That's why I ask you, are you okay? <laughs> you're not okay. You're not okay. And that's okay. And when you start to realize that, that's how you're going to fight and get to being okay. Let me tell you something. Most people are not going to put on you more than even what they can bear. So when I am notorious for asking people, do you have any questions, comments, concerns, or emotional outbursts? Even though it tickles people and they key key about it, I'm so serious because we are human. And guess what? I would rather seek the emotional outburst and be properly prepared for it than it to pour out on me when I'm when I'm in the state of having an emotional outburst. That's the human approach. Understanding that life happens. Now, you can have sympathy for people at, without excusing them because this is also something that I would challenge you guys to consider. Do you want sympathy or do you want respect? Because, see, no one respects someone with a whole bunch of excuses. See, I can be human and have sympathy for your excuses, but the warrior in me, the queen in me, the royalty in me doesn't respect an excuse because, see, I'm going to make it happen regardless, so why can't you? I am no better than you. You are me and I am you. So if I don't have an excuse, why do you? Why do you? 
right and the book even discusses that like the book talks about you know excuses are just that like people use excuses like they are just everyday things do you know how expensive it is to have an excuse like people think it's just poor people with excuses like poor people pay the highest price because they stay with an excuse they stay with an excuse and it's and it's so inexcusable because it's only so many excuses that you can use and then what we understand about being human in life everything has an excuse Everything has a cop out. Everything has an alternative and an easier route. And a e but do you really want it? Because if you really want it, again, there's no shortcuts. There's no shortcuts. Um, think progress, believe in progress, and push for progress. I tell people all the time, I shoot for progress, not for perfection. Perfection will leave you sad, mad, depressed, and stressed sad mad depressed and stressed is what perfection will leave you whether you reach it or you don't because the sad thing about life because it is forever continual and changing and evolving you can be perfect today <laughs> that don't guarantee that you're gonna be perfect tomorrow because again it changes but progression progression see you have to be very magical in your thinking to think i will progress i will push forward I will stack it up brick by brick. See, the architect saw the bigger picture, right? But to be the worker, you can't be the art. You can't be both. You can't be both. You have to just see each brick at a time. And once you focus on that, you'll be able to have a way more sturdier house than someone that just kept going back to the manual and just trying to think of the bigger picture. And, oh, I want the brick. I want the brick house to look like this. But you didn't pay attention to the particular things and the particular things lie within the progress see the perfection of it all is going to focus on the bigger picture we don't have time for the bigger picture we need you to individualize your thoughts to be big so then the actuality will surprise you right that's the magic then it will surprise you and say oh my god I kind of forgot what I was even building I just got so engulfed with building I got so engulfed with progressing and watching one brick on Monday, three bricks by Wednesday, 10 bricks by Friday. I don't even know how I did it because I was just so zoned in, right? The last and certainly not least, <laughs> avoid the five success murdering weapons. Going back to that homicide analogy. Is it first degree or is it second? Is it manslaughter? <laughs> like if we have any lawyers or anyone in criminal justice, can you clarify those in the comments, please? You are murdering your success by thinking small. You are murdering your success by taking the magic out of what life can give you. Let's list them starting with one self-depreciation. 
I can't, I won't, I won't be able to, how am I supposed to do this? Oh, they couldn't do it. So I'm not going to be able to do it. Oh, you know, my, 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 my family ain't never owned a piece of property. So how am I going to be able to do it? I've never had financial freedom. I've always worked dead in jobs. How am I going to do it? Um, I've never been able to date someone that can actually pour into my dreams. I've never been a friend to someone that can actually set them up for success. So how am I going to be able to find a friend that can do that for me? It is very self-depreciating. So again, are you an asset to yourself? Or are you robbing yourself of your value with what you think about yourself, with what you say about yourself? I am so tired. And I mean this sincerely. I am so tired of hearing people talk bad about themselves. I am so tired of that. I, it's not funny. It's, oh, I'm just joking. I'm not. And neither is life. It hears you. It hears you. So you, oh, I'm so dumb. Oh, I'm so stupid. Oh, I'm never going to be able to get it. Okay. Okay. See, you know, people always say, watch how other people treat other people. That'll show you how they treat them. No, I watch how you treat you. I watch what you say to you. I watch what you think about you because self preservation is a real natural animalistic thing okay the animal in us okay let's go beyond human the animal in us says that when it gets down to the nitty-gritty nature will take its course survival of the fittest you gonna figure out a way for you to live and not die and you shall live and you will not die but if you speak death and darkness upon yourself how are you ever supposed to live? How? How are you ever supposed to live? And I'm talking about live life unapologetically, abundantly. How are you going to live and you depreciate you? You don't see value and assets in you. Think about that. Think about that. Second success murdering weapon is security-itis. Security-itis. You seek security everywhere. Life isn't secure. Enjoy the ride. <laughs> Enjoy the ride. You don't take a big risk. You don't get a big reward. See, a lot of you guys are married to security. You, you can't even marry for the security because you can't trust anyone to get married because you too secure. And well, I got me and I, I don't know. Why would I add somebody else to this? You add it because it's fun in numbers. It's it, more should be gathered. If it's really something of good, it should be shared. Why be stingy? Why be stingy? Like stop focusing on financial security. Oh, I need to go and get this check and live paycheck to paycheck. Cause I'm so scared to miss a paycheck on my own regard where I will never reach my full financial freedom. So guess what the universe does? It snatches the job from you. It's not, see, that's, uh, that's what I love about God. God, see the beauty of free will. He gonna let us do whatever we want to do. <laughs> he gonna let us do whatever we want to do. And it's sick to see what we would rather do and what we would rather have versus what he wants for us and what we deserve. For those that really know their Bible, Satan can't do anything that God don't allow him to do. Balancing of power. Sometimes they work together. <laughs> Sometimes they work together. Because guess what? What you think is the enemy, you give too much power to the devil. Oh, it ain't nothing but the devil. It ain't nothing. No, that was God showing up. 
God took your job from you. God took that relationship from you. God ended that friendship. God got you up out of that house. God removed that car. God did that. But because you are so secure in thinking small and being small and living small and acting small, when a big thing happened, you take it as a burden instead of a blessing. Shame on you. Shame on you. I'm not playing with y'all for season season two. I'm not playing with y'all because y'all need to hear this. See, when I get on here and I, ah, and again, I'm naturally nice, but I can get nasty too. And I can get nasty where it counts because a lot of people in life right now, they're hurting. They're hurting and they don't know how to stop it. They don't know when to stop it. They don't know where to stop it. And sentimental value, it's going to start. And again, nothing ever starts. It's going to begin your new beginning, your new future. The third success murdering weapon, competition, competition. I love the quote. You can't compete where you don't compare. A lot of people are competitive against people that don't even know who you are and they don't care. They don't care. And instead of you actually addressing the problem, I'm a firm believer that what turns people green eventually is something that initially inspired them. That's why they say your biggest fans will become your biggest haters. Because what happens is someone, they're cheering you on, right? Yeah, go ahead, do it. And as soon as you do it, Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an issue. It's going to be an issue. Because they couldn't believe it. And in their head, they were secretly competing with you. That's why they wanted you to keep going. See, the beauty of a competition, a game, going back to sports, me and um, Colton was just talking about sports. What I have always admired about sports, and then it saddens me because I'm not really a sports person, so I don't really get the grand scheme. But the cool thing about the Super Bowl or NBA championships is like they're competing like they like you can't give up. If someone gives up, it, it kills the game like the game is over. Now, the girl in me, the, the non sport in me, the human and the spiritual in me is saddened when someone has to lose. But you know what I've learned? The team that ends up losing is <laughs> the real winner because they're going to come back with vengeance. Again, that L and the L makes a win. Um, Again, competition will murder your success rate because when you start competing with people and you start comparing yourself to people, it robs you of your own sense of being. See, you can't compete where you don't compare. I'm not you and you're not me. Why would I compete with you? Why are you competing with someone that doesn't have the same gift as you? It's not even a fair fight. You're exerting your energy and wasting your time by even trying to compete with something that if you get in your lane and you stay in your lane, there will be no crash. <laughs> there will be no head on collision. Um, fourth success murdering weapon, parental dictation. My mama said, my daddy said, my grandma, that Ray, I love my grandma, but my grandma said, you know, I just need to go ahead and get on this welfare. No. Do you know I read a statistic the other day? It said that most families that are on public assistance and public aid are multi-generational. Multi-generational. Think about that. You're passing down a public program. Like it's a private entity. Like it's a private fund. Like it's like, it's like, 
and it's and, and and that shows you the power of thought and the power of tongue says well i know that my mama's mama had to get on section eight so i'm just go ahead and get on section eight when god has buried not only for you to be an individual residential property owner but he actually birthed in you to open up a full building to house other people to, to transition other people but until you transition your own mind until you sprinkle that magic on your own mind you will never get to it because your parents did something in their generation with limited resources and limited access we can't blame them you know who I blame I blame us and I blame everyone that comes behind us because we have resources and tools that they would have dreamt of we, we, we wanted our past generations to build us brick houses and all they had was straw. And we don't even know how to appreciate the straw. That's why we don't know what to do with the brick. Instead of us building the house with the brick, we knocking ourselves over the head and other people and being destructive. Being destructive. We have a single brick. Somebody else have a brick and we'll fight brick and brick instead of build brick and brick. Because that's all we have ever even seen. All we saw was our mom and dad fight. So then we don't really believe the magic of believing in love because we've never seen it. And we felt like, well, if, you know, the person that raised me couldn't get it, who am I? Sometimes things are locked in your lineage. That generational curse, that's a real thing. Shout out to all of the black sheeps, right? You look strange. You look like a witch, right? <laughs> you look like you look like you doing voodoo hoodoo, and you really trying to relinquish something. You trying to break the yoke and lift the burden, right? But it looks strange to someone that is used to operating in the status quo, and that doesn't mean we can't honor the family that we come from, despite things that may or may not have been right, but we have to prioritize what right looks like. And we have to also prioritize being right within ourselves. And we are responsible for who comes behind us. We can't change the people that came before us. And we also need to start humbling ourselves to pay attention to the people that came before us, whether we agree with them or not. But that's a whole nother episode on um, the last and final success murdering weapon is and guess what it is. And it ties into the parental dictation, family responsibilities. Your parents told you to go to college. Because that's what they were told. And they definitely going to tell you to go to college if that's what they were told and they didn't do it. And then they saw how it didn't work for them. <laughs> They're going to tell you to do it. When someone says, oh, this is my favorite. When people who have children say, oh, I can't do this because I have a family. No, you need to do it because you have a family. Because you have a family. Okay. If you truly believe love unconditionally, your partner, your spouse, your mate, your child, they want more from you, from life, from them, and you set them up for success or you prepare them for the failure or let's go even deeper beyond preparing them for the failure. You lock them in the failure. As soon as a kid bump their head, you can tell who the good parents and who are not because the one that runs and saves the kid looks like a good parent to the human eye. But to the spirit, they learn nothing. They learn nothing. They learn when you allow them to live. 
a lot of people are afraid to live. And that's the scary thing about family and parentals. It's just like everyone's being born. But we're so sad when someone dies. Why are we not sad when they're not living life the way in which we know they should? That should sadden us. That should sadden us. And you know what's even sadder is when we have to sit at funerals. And I'm going a little bit off topic, but this is God speaking through me. This is a word you need to hear this. When we sit at funerals and we boohoo cry, who are we crying for? Who are we crying for? See, and I'm not saying you don't love your people. A lot of people are crying because, you know, this person took care of the family. You, 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 you fake crying, but you low key happy because, you know, this the one person that had a little bit of money in an insurance policy. We cry today at the funeral, but as soon as we do sit down and we hear the wheel and what we were or were not left, then we have an attitude. We do it for the show, right? We have to start being humble in the living present before we try to humble ourselves at the end when death comes knocking on our doorstep. You know how many people die that are still living when they lose a loved one? And I always find that very weird because, again, taking accountability and responsibility, I was so locked into death. <sighs> Thinking about me losing grandparents and, 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 and different people in my life that I felt like, oh, my God, how am I going to live without them? How am I going to live? I, I'm, and I'm still living because that's what they would want me to do. You cannot die spiritually when your loved one dies in the physical because if you know you know they are still here and they're watching you and they are not happy <laughs> they are not happy my my people don't want me in the room boohoo crying because I miss them they want me to go out there and get it so then when I do meet them one day I have something to show them I have to, I allow myself to live so they can show me things so I can get the signs and the symbols and the wonders of life. But if I don't get up, if I don't get out of that dark place, if I don't get out of that rut, if I just think, oh, the magic is dead. Oh, it's just dead. It's doomed. It's out. It's just, I just blow out my own candle, cut my own electric cord. I take the razzle dazzle out of my life. And then I'm sitting back wondering why I'm about to be closer to seeing them than what I can imagine. <laughs> and then if you really truly believe, I don't know if you're going where they've went. Good, bad or indifferent. So I say that to say when you think of those five success murdering weapons, again, we're going to run them back really quickly. Self-depreciation, secure, security, itis, security, itis, competition, Parental dictation and family responsibility. Whose fault is it? Is it yours when you don't get out of life what you truly want? Or is it your partner, your job, your boss, your friend, your enemy, your current partner, your ex-partner, your living relative, your deceased loved one? Whose fault is it? It's you. 
And what you have to start realizing is no one owes you anything but you. You owe yourself positive thoughts. You owe yourself disciplined actions. You owe yourself the magic of truly believing and dreaming big. I'm talking about super. I'm talking about dreaming so big. It rocks your world. It creates your world. Think big. Have creativity. Create. I keep saying that create, create, create. The more successful a person is, the less excuses that they have. Stop excusing your piss poor behavior. Stop excusing your self limiting belief system and thoughts and feelings and emotions. Believing that you are smart is not good enough. You having intelligence on paper is not good enough. I need you to have emotional intelligence. I need you to have an intellect that goes beyond man-made stuff. I need you to really like have the sense of creativity that literally people can feel, that people can sense, that inspires people. See, again, going back to the book, The Magic of Thinking Big, and that's why this has had over 6 million readers around the world. What you think is what you believe you cure or curse yourself. You're either going to be your curse or your cure. You can see it. You can believe it. Either you're going to make your attitude, your ally, or you're going to make it your enemy. You're going to play a role in your own demise and demolishment, or you're going to defeat it. (laughs) You're going to defeat it. You're going to conquer it and you're going to have it. So what do you truly want? Again, I appreciate you guys for tuning in to Sentimental Value Podcast. I know this season is very intense and we haven't even hit. Let that be the last chin bump. We have not even hit the heavy topics just yet. Like we, we, we gonna dive into some things. Um, Shout out to all of those that watch the show and support. I see every text message. I see every email. I'm grateful. I'm still even surprised by my own sense of magic. And um, we're literally building our own Disney here. Mark my words, Colton. We're building, we're building a Disney. Okay. Now, with that being said, please share this podcast. When you have a good thing, you don't hold on to it. You share it. You share it. So be sure to share the podcast, send the links, follow me on Instagram and TikTok. Um, If you have suggestions for um, various topics, please send them to me. And again, I thank you. I thank you so much. I love you guys so much. Please stay encouraged. Again, the magic of thinking big. Stay encouraged.